Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. You Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, October 28th. Halloween is around the corner. But before we get to Sunday's spooky slate of games, we've got to dive in on Thursday Night Football, which is probably the best game of the week in looking at this slate. We're going to do it, talk about it from a gambling perspective, a prop bet perspective, and a DFS perspective as well. If you want, if you're dying to hear the DFS content, you will need to go to youtube.com slash pick six and join. Well, you don't have to, you can go watch it. You have to subscribe, but we'd love for you to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube right now, please hit the like button and comment with your favorite Thursday night football bet. Turn on your alerts. Activate all YouTube mechanisms, whatever you can do to help us, uh, will help us out greatly. Joining me to break down the game as he does twice a week, which obviously was something mandated by the bosses and, and the big corporate bigwigs. Uh, Tyler Salvin, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, you know, you just wanted to have me on a couple of weeks. That's what it was. Come on now. The big corporate no, bigwigs. No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm saying that it was our idea to have you on. And then the corporate bigwigs were like, Sully. We know you don't want to podcast with Princeton twice a week, but <laughs> you're doing it anyway. You don't have a choice. Uh, you can check out, by the way, Sully writes a gambling preview for every – it is really – it works well. And uh, it's fun to talk to you, too. Yeah, uh, sure. But Monday Monday, Monday, and Thursday on the site, cbsports.com, uh, uh, gambling preview available there as well. We mentioned the YouTube thing. I don't know if people have picked up on this, but we're pushing YouTube pretty hard. So if you like this podcast and you listen to this podcast regularly, if you, even if you kind of like the podcast, go subscribe on YouTube and hit the turn on your alerts. We are live, by the way. If you uh, if you if you don't live in the Eastern Time Zone, you can come if you're in the Eastern Time Zone, but it's a little bit later. We are live on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights, including after this Thursday night football game. Myself, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson, and Thursdays at one p.m. Our pick shows today at one p.m. Um, me, Pete Prisco, and uh, R.J. White. We'll make the picks live at one, and then that show will be in the audio feed on Friday. Also, live on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. on YouTube, a mock draft show with uh, hosted by Ryan Wilson, I believe, is what uh, and, uh, Josh Edwards and Chris Trapasso join him as well. So, lots of YouTube information. Help Who us doesn't out. love a little draft talk, though? I mean, come on oh, now. Yeah, that's, sure. that's the best. I well, mean, did you hear, speaking of draft YouTube talk, um, did you hear about the guy? I don't know if this filtered its way. Um, so in somebody, I think Eric K brought it up, but uh, there's a guy named uh, Real Broshmo. You ever heard okay. of this guy? No. Uh, he's a YouTuber who makes fun of mock drafts. He reads other people's mock drafts and 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 breaks them down pick by pick and 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 mocks the mock. And he did. He's a 32 minute video where he's ripping apart Wilson's mock draft. If you want to go check that out, um, so, uh, it's pretty cool. Broshmo, 
It's awesome. He looks a little bit like Matt Patricia. So it's kind of funny to see Wilson dunked on by another bearded podcast host. Um, Anyway, Packers at Cardinals. Cardinals are minus six and a half. The over under is 50 and a half in, uh, in this one, Sully. And of course, notable. I believe it was reported by Steve Weiss of NFL Network on Wednesday that Devontae Adams is not going to travel to this game. He will not go to Arizona, which means he's not going to play. He would be eligible to play if he could pa- pass two COVID tests within 24 hours of, of each other. So I'm a little surprised that they're just, I guess he must not have passed one on Wednesday. Yeah, um, my question would be, is, you know, does he have to travel separately anyways? Like, would that, yeah. you know, would that have to be something where it's just like, all right, well, we're going to leave without you anyways because you – you have COVID, so you're going to go on a separate plane. I know the Patriots did that a lot last year where they had a lot of different yeah, players going on different planes and stuff. So I don't yeah. know if that's part of their precautionary system. Yeah, uh, pro- yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I mean, now if he passed the two tests, he could travel with the team. Yeah. But, yep. you know, because if it was a Sunday game, I think he'd probably be able to play. I mean, that's a sort of wild Right. Well, that's the biggest thing with this. It just so happens to be a Thursday night game. If we're, we're, we're talking about this being on, you know, Sunday night football or, you know, primetime game, you know, something like that. One well, o'clock on Sunday, he's probably fine. Exactly. He, yeah. he should be good to go. But ultimately, doesn't look like it for this one. Yeah, it's not looking good that he's going to travel with the team. I, you know, in theory, I mean, it, it, I mean, the issue is that, like, you could, if he, you know, if he passed a test at uh four o'clock on we talked about this previously you know with uh yeah. who was it was it somebody else i, I forget they, who it was. somebody else for a thursday night game i think where they were like we're like well if they pass the test on wednesday they pass the test on thursday they might oh was this play. dallas goddard i think it was goddard that's right yeah or, or it was Ertz. oh no it was goddard you're right it goddard, was goddard because goddard. goddard ended up not playing in Ertz. So that, that was Ertz's final game with the eagles he was traded yeah. the next morning on friday yeah good call good call to the cardinals zach Ertz in this game of a ball full circle um al lazard unvaccinated and will not be traveling will not he is not eligible to play in this game he will he will miss the game because you have to minimum five days if you're unvaccinated and that sort of shows you the difference too on the vax versus non-vax why we we harped on it throughout the course of the lead up to the the, throughout the course of the preseason is that again like you know if this were the ravens and it were lamar jackson you know hypothetically you know he would just wouldn't be able to play on thursday and that would be a blow for the Ravens. that's just the whole point of it um Mark Marcus Valdez Scantling might actually come back for this game. He's on IR. It, it's one of those where we probably won't know until uh, Thursday evening if he is indeed going to play. They have to activate him, of course, um, and then and then actually play him. Two other injuries of note for the Cardinals: DeAndre Hopkins dealing with a hamstring injury, did not practice Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we record this show on Wednesday afternoons. We. Do, uh, as of last check, we don't have the Wednesday injury reports for these two teams who uh, do, do not operate in the Eastern time zone. And J.J. Watt was also did not pra- he did not practice on Monday or Tuesday with a shoulder injury as well. Cardinals injury report is actually a little bit longer. Like Kyler Murray's on there with a right finger injury, but he was limited Monday, full practice Tuesday. So that that shouldn't be a concern. Um, Isaiah Simmons. A few other guys were limited practice, but it looks like more or less they're going to be pretty healthy out there. I would guess that Hopkins and, and Watt play in this game. Yeah, to me that screams veteran day off. You know, just yeah. taking it slow on a short week. You know, you know what you're supposed to do. You know, that, that- like they had the, they had this injury, and like we don't care if they practice. They don't. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. And they're so talented that it doesn't really you know impact in terms of us talking props with Hopkins doesn't really change the conversation all too much either yeah i don't not no i don't think so at all um looks like 
Dennis Kelly is the only DNP for the Packers on both Monday or Tuesday. Everybody else. So, I mean, relatively healthy game outside of those COVID issues. And then, you know, just keep, we'll keep an eye on those stars. Look, if DeAndre Hopkins isn't practicing, if he, if he's a DNP on Wednesday, um, don't bet his overs, you know? Um, but his, his props are still up at, at Caesar. So, Clearly, it's not it's not uh, that big a concern. Well, how do you feel about this game as a whole? I, I, I mentioned the line is six and a half. It was three and a half when the news about Devontae Adams hit. I've been told uh, reliably that there were. Well, I, actually, I've been told I've heard third hand reliably. You got to trust the source. That's a Brinson source right there. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a bit of a, a mixed bag, right? Or juxtaposition um, that. When the Cardinals were minus three and a half, there were sh- several sharp groups, like syndicates or whatever it was, people people with money, who wanted were planning to bet on the Cardinals anyway and were probably hoping to get it at three. Uh, and then when the Devontae Adams news happened, they pounced on the Cardinals at minus three and a half or minus four. And so the culmination of Adams, Adams being likely out and that rush of money on Arizona probably pushed the line a little bit further out than it necessarily would. Like what I'm trying to say is that I don't think Devontae Adams is worth three points to the spread. Right. Right. And I think that that's true. You know, uh, it's not a quarterback quarterbacks make that type of line movement. It's right. not so much wide receivers as talented as Devontae Adams is. There's no debating that, but we're, when we're talking about that position, it's just not something that should move the needle as much as it to the naked eye did in that in that game and like you said you kind of illustrated why that might have been the case i still like the cardinals in this one i you know right now you're looking at it under a touchdown when you talk when you factor in the extra point i like that from from a from a cardinal standpoint if it gets any higher than that i'd probably have to lean a little bit more towards the packers but if you can still get this under under seven i'm still very comfortable going with the cardinals here they they, this is these are two teams that have been very good against the spread this season i believe they've only had one uh ats loss apiece going into this game. So to me, I, I have no problem uh, going with the Arizona Cardinals. I just think that the more well-rounded team, healthy, obviously. And, and from a Packers standpoint, I just don't know what the receiving core is going to look like for Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I mean, we talk about uh, Devontae Adams and how talented he is. It's not only that, but he, Aaron Rodgers almost exclusively looks at it, looks his way. We're talking about, you know, I, I think probably at this point, the most targeted wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know if the numbers in front of me, but wouldn't shock me if he's number one or certainly – inside the top five and the offense runs through him when Aaron Rodgers wants to move the ball down the field and when the going gets tough right now we don't necessarily know who that's going to be Uh, Alan Lazard was the second most targeted wide receiver on the roster he's not going to be playing in this game and like you said we don't know the status of MBS probably going to play but then you're looking at somebody like him virtual you know unknown as a wide receiver number one or St. Brown or Amari Rogers. It's just, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a murderer's row at the receiving position. So to me, <laughs> no, I, no. I would, I would much rather take the Cardinals passing attack than I would, uh, than I would the Packers. And I like the here's, Cardinals defense better. Here's something kind of interesting um, in, and I'm, I'm, I'm using statmuse.com for this. Uh, it's basically Aaron Rodgers game log without Devonte Adams. Okay. Um, and I'm going to only look, I mean, this is not me trying to cherry pick, but uh, I'm going to look at the, six games since two so there's there's seven games since 2018 but in one of them against detroit in 2008 or 12 30 2018 week which is just week 17 um rogers only attempted three or five passes in other words Devontae was 
Devontae was held out, and they were like, all right, Aaron, go throw five passes, and then you're done for the day. Because uh, they had clinched a spot, presumably. Um, yep. I, I don't exactly remember what it was. But um, six games, and, and the other three from 2015, Adams, uh, I, I don't think it's fair to really look at how Adams would impact Rodgers' performance because they would have had uh, Jordy Nelson and you know, other wide receivers. But I think if we look at just 2019 and 2020, uh, that's actually relevant, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, six games. Um, oddly enough, all five of them in October and one in late September. So I guess this is just like a spooky you know, season for Adams, right? Well, he missed a bunch of time and he missed a bunch of time in, yeah, seriously, <laughs> he missed a bunch of time in 2019, missed three games with an injury. And then last year, I think he missed two games with an injury. Uh, Rogers in those six games has accumulated 17 touchdowns and one interception. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, he has completed uh, 64.7, 61.5, 80.6, 69.7, 65.6, 81.8% of his passes, respectively, uh, starting from the last game moving forward. And then his yardage totals, uh, 238, 283, 429, 305, 283, 327. In other words, I, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is that Aaron Rodgers – has been pretty good without Devontae Adams over the last two years, which is really surprising because his target, the target percentage that Devontae Adams takes up in these Packer games is kind of stunning. And so I remember that that he had that monster game against Oakland in 2019. No Adams there. 25 or 31, 429, five touchdowns, no picks. Um, these most of these matchups, uh, Dallas, Detroit. Oakland, KC, New Orleans, and Atlanta don't exactly reek of of great defenses, though. Right, um, and that's going to be my only pushback on that. We're going yeah. into this game. I believe Arizona is number two in the NFL in DVOA, only looking up to the Buffalo Bills. So it, it's still that's going correct. to be tough. That sledding. is correct. It's, so it, that's just the you know it's it, you have to factor that in. Obviously, you know the the opponent, the situation, short week. They've also been in in heightened uh, COVID protocols this week, so they've had like virtual meetings. They've been in, in you know wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. So you you're not going through your normal game week that you would be going through. You know if you if you didn't have this scare. So to yeah. me, and they're not going to have their defensive coordinator in this game too. I believe he's not traveling. You know, very similar to Adams. So. You know, it's just another factor there as to why I'm leaning towards the Cardinals, especially when you're again you're still under seven seven points at home. I, I just I like that from a from a you know really from all, all across the board there for the Cardinals. And the other thing I do like in terms of the total is the under. I just think the under is probably going to hit here as well. You you wouldn't think it. You would think that the the, the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals would be you know these high octane offenses, and you're just like okay, they're blowing doors. The overs hit all the time. Not really the case. I mean, the under for Green Bay this season is five and two, and the under for Arizona is above five hundred at four and three. I mean, I feel like that's somewhat surprising. Yeah, it, I think it's I think it's very surprising. It, you look at this game and you think, oh, this is a shootout. This is a scoring fest. Uh, these teams are going to go nuts. But I, it, Green Bay is one of the slowest teams in terms of pace. Uh, in fact, they may be the slowest team in the NFL in terms of pace. I think I saw that from uh, Dwayne McFarland uh, of of PFF earlier today. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the under. I think the under is a good play, but especially because without Devontae Adams, I do believe that the Packers will attempt to run the football pretty aggressively or to use the short passing game with, with Aaron Jones. And it's sort of, you know, I mean, this, you know, like to, they know their defense isn't that great. You know, they don't have their best skill guy. 
in Adams. And so I would anticipate that they try and sort of melt some clock and, and don't want the Cardinals just to be moving the ball, Kyler Murray to have the ball the whole time. So I like the under as well. I'll take Green Bay here. Okay. Uh, you know, and Lord knows, I, you know, my, nobody wants to ride my picks. I'm like 25 games under 500 or something. It's insane. Uh, like Pete, like Jamie, Pete Briscoe has been making fun of me to the point that like Jamie Eisenberg was like sort of kind about it on this text thread. Oh, that's not. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, we'll turn it around. Don't worry about it. It's like, oh, God, this really has gotten bad, huh? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like I'll turn it around. But the point being is, you know, like – just because I love Green Bay doesn't mean that anybody should be riding me. If anything, you may want to jump on the uh, the Sully train. And well, uh, well, I'll tell you, Green Bay. I do a picks post every week. Too. Green Bay is not in my locks of the week, but if they were, you would like them. My locks of the week this year, I do five of them. Uh-huh. I've, been, I've been pretty hot, pretty really? hot. Uh, Twenty-three, eight, and four. Woo! Look at so you. We've been doing all right over there. Uh, I say that only knowing that I'm jinxing myself to go zero for five this week. Okay, so now. I'm assuming that in your locks of the week with those five picks that you have not been playing them on the, in this, like you're not in the super contest or the Circa million. No, 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 no. I'm just having well, because, fun at Well, let's see. So the Circa, see, Circa standings. So you said you, how many, five a week and you're what? Five a week. And after week seven, 23, eight and four. Mm. My, 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 my. You are the leader of the Circa millions, Hannibal Barca at 29 and six. Ooh, all right. You would be you would yeah, you would be feeling you'd be feeling you would be sweating some cash right now if you uh if you had um if you had so 23 would put you uh, let's see I'm just looking at the standings right here. You said you got a, and a tie too, right? Yeah, four ties. Yeah, you would be in the uh you'd be tied you'd be uh tied at 165th overall in the circa millions contest. Don't which, hate it. Yeah, I I did this um I did this one year where I was like I'm going to I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not in the super contest, but I'm going to do five picks a week and just like the super contest and yep. smoked it. And then was in the super contest the next year and was miserable. So, so you know, you know, that's the path I'm, I'm destined to go down next yeah, yeah. year. You're obviously, you're not going obviously going to have to enter the super contest after you like, <laughs> like it's, it's like, it's like having, it's like having the, the lineup at DFS that would have won a million dollars, but you put it in the wrong contest. Yep. And, and yep. it's, it's all you can think about for the rest of your life, unfortunately. Um, I'm just kidding. So anyway, all right. So, uh, that, so you like the cards. We both like the under I'm on the Packers. I'll just take the points with Aaron Rodgers. If you're giving me six and a half points with Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm taking it. Um, let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back props. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. So Caesars, I think Sully kind of swapped up their prop setup on us. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I think that might have been. Is that uh, just this game, or is that all? I I mean, right. So the layout on the website is different for those who are wondering what what's going on. I think that's because they're completely kind of screwing around with Devontae Adams, and they don't want to. You know, they want to. I, I don't think that they can do it the same way that they normally do, where you can have this whole section of the Packers, you know, pass Packers yeah. receiving, yeah, yeah, yeah. receiving so, yeah. yards and receptions. I think that they just kind of went down a list because there's so few players that you can actually place a bet on. Yeah, because it's, it's a little confusing yeah. though. I was I was thrown for a loop. I was I was looking through. I was like, "What is going on here?" I'm not finding I'm not finding all the guys that I normally see on here. Uh, well, uh, fired up. What uh, what are your what, what's a what's a prop that you're eyeing in this game? So I'm looking at both Aaron Jones props to me overs on rushing and receiving yards. The receiving yards already went up. It was I saw it re- earlier. It was like thirty and a half. Now it's thirty three and a half. Mm. But you know, so, so to me, I still like it either way. I, I just think that again, the offense is going to start to flow through him a little bit more. He almost had like six carries last week, so it's not like he had is coming off a ton of work. Huge in the passing game, only going to get more. And again, sixty to me, the Cardinals—they're—they're they're a good defense, but to me, I still think he should get over that hurdle there, especially when you talk about no Devonte Adams. He's you know outside of Aaron Rodgers, their most talented player on that side of the ball at the skill position. So to me. I just think that if they they look to him a little bit more than usual, uh, that wouldn't wasn't on there when I was putting my when I was grabbing my picks. And so, but I would agree with you. Really? Would, wow, I, so they might have taken it off. No, 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 it's on there now. It's the receiving yards. I like the I love the receiving yards of good. 33 and a half. Um, you know, Arizona's got some good, some really good defenders and some good linebackers. But I, are you good luck on stopping Aaron Jones. They use him on wheel routes all the time. You know, they'll they'll they get him they get him in a position to. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to have it on there, producer Chris, but I will, um, you know, but, but for, for the record, I love the Aaron Jones over receiving yards as well. Um, th- they're just going to, when, it, when Devontae Adams is out, they're going to, like you said, the offense is going to go through Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will, they will design plays to get him the ball in space in the receiving game because he is so lethal. They use him all the time in the red zone like that. Uh, a single wheel route could get the over on, on this, on this, uh, on this, on this prop immediately. I, I guess I mean the the, the total rushing and receiving combined is ninety seven and a half, which is four more than the separate uh, totals. I I I'm, I'm sure there's something, um, and actually the the rushing yards has gone down to fifty nine and a half, and the under is minus one thirty. I'll actually I would stay. I would I don't know if I love the rushing yards myself, just okay. because I think I'd rather go total combined yards. Or just That's probably or, your safest bet again. If I like both of them, then sure, go that way, that route too. Well, I mean, but you're getting, you're getting. A, uh, I just think there's a chance he gets 60 receiving yards. Yeah. Um, and then maybe has 30 rushing yards, and so th- that's I would rather I would rather go with the over in the receiving yards or the um or or just the go with the combined if you because I think the, I think the receiving will make up the bulk of it. I I do like the over on Chase Edmonds rushing yards. However, explosive player still had, he's the running back version of Jacoby Myers hasn't scored a touchdown this year. Other oh, Myers didn't even have one in his career, right? And um, Kobe Myers' last touchdown catch was against East Carolina, which is crazy. Is um, uh, Edmonds, I think, will get enough carries here that he can pop that. And and certainly, they don't really like to use uh, James Conner as much between the twenties. They kind of save him for for goal line work and, and view him that way. And so, I will take the over on uh, Chase Edmonds. I also have the over, and I don't mention again. Don't bet this, you know, right away. Uh, the Hopkins over 63 and a half uh, receiving yards were we to, you know, make sure he's active, make sure he's good to go. If you get a full practice designation, you know, on Wednesday, or if we see that on Wednesday, if you, if you saw that on Wednesday, 
or even a limited practice, it's probably fine. But you want to make sure uh, Hopkins good to go before you pull the trigger on that. And uh, you actually like the under on Kyler Murray's passing yards. Yeah, to me, you know, it's you again, you would think that that's surprising, but 276 and a half is a pretty high number for him. He's gone under it in four straight games going into in, going into Thursday night, and he's just had efficient games where he hasn't had to light it up through the air. Again, he could still throw for 270 yards and have a, you know, five touchdowns and have a great game. To me, I just don't know if I see him needing to throw for you know this much i don't know i think more more you can see this being uh you know get out early and then all of a sudden you're kind of managing the game from that point because i do think that this is going to be a cardinals kind of win here so it's me i just don't know if they're going to need him to throw almost 300 yards 280 for him to actually get there yeah if you think the cardinals are going to cover by a touchdown there's a very good chance of edmonds oh i mean yeah edmonds over rushing yards and murray under passing yards the also right. the you know same deal with like J- james connor that's 47 and a half is a lot for him big number but and again i this is one i like i like it a plus money obviously too but he's gone over it uh where is it gone over it in back-to-back games he's had uh, six games with 10 plus carries in green bay they're 23rd in the nfl in run dvoa so it's it's not like he's going up against a brick wall or anything like that so again if you're like like how you're kind of illustrating right there if you think how I am and it, you think it's going to be an Arizona win over a touchdown, Connor and Edmonds are going to get touches in the second half. They're going to see a lot of work and they're going to get a lot of work against the run defense. That isn't that good. So you'd think, all right, they're going to probably pile up some yards here. Yeah. Um, we saw Connor. The other thing too, is that Connor has really, God, Arizona hadn't had, they've had one, like two close games this year. Really? That's pretty wild. They've just been beaten crap out of everybody we haven't seen that's that's where this is kind of interesting you know we talk about the under hitting if if this game is not close it is definitely going under because just how arizona sort of wears on you and then you know, we see these games where aaron Rodgers checks out and you know doesn't really care you know like the saints game he just checks he does this once or twice a year so it feels like um but if we haven't seen the cardinals on like the cardinals offense unlock in a like in a big score fest, except for that Minnesota game, really. And yeah. that would be the one concern I would have as you look at that Minnesota game where Connor played 39% of the snaps, eight carries, 26 rushing yards. If if this turns into a shootout, and you know, we always talk about game script, if this were to be a shootout, then I would be a little worried about Connor uh over rushing yards just because there's a you know, there's a chance that he, he you know he's on the field if like if, if they're playing from behind is you know, it's, 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 it's yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's just one thing to think about. Um, I took the under on Kyler Murray rush yards, which feels like a pretty dangerous <laughs> prop to get in front of when, you know, when you look at it, but his rushing this season is way down. It's 28 and a half rush yards. I feel like last year you would see uh, Kyler Murray props at like 65 rushing yards because he was running all the time. He has rushed for 20, 31, 19, 39, 1, 6, and 10 yards in his uh, seven games this season. The last three games, and I think that's really sort of the um, the stretch where his shoulder's been bugging him a little bit. Seven, seven, and six attempts, 17 total yards. And we saw this when he got a little banged up last year. He seemed less inclined to run as well. So, that number feels a little bit high to me, 28 and a half. I mean, actually a lot bit high. I mean, he hadn't, you know, he's only only topped it twice. It hadn't been remote, hadn't topped it in the last three games combined. 
So I'll go under on Kyler Murray rush yards, and I will also go over on Big Bob Tanyan receiving yards at 35 and a half. I think something I had one prop that moved on me. I felt like as I was as I was filling out my my freaking thing. Was it uh maybe it's Edmonds over rush yards? Maybe moves. Let's see, Tanyan. Um, Tanyan to me is a guy that could. Yeah, it's 35 and a half. Maybe it was 34 and a half. Um, Tanya to me is a guy that feels like he could sort of be a bit of an X factor where he gets way, much more involved in the passing game really for the first time. Um, all I think all season he hadn't, he's just hadn't been uh, the, the sort of receiving weapon for Rogers. That I think a lot of people thought he would be this year, only two games above 50 yards all season long, but one of them was last week at Washington, four catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. So Rogers more comfortable with him. No Devonte Adams to soak up the targets. They'll flow through Aaron Jones, but with Aaron Jones moving out and about and, and, and being a problem for linebackers and coverage uh, that could, that could open things up for Tanyan to, uh, to maybe catch a long one down the seam. So I'll take Tanyan over here. Yeah, not even that, too. Again, when we get more into the DFS section, too, you could talk about Tanyan as somebody who is going to be very much featured in the red zone. I mean, Adams has been that guy for Aaron Rodgers, but now Tanyan is, is somebody, again, a big body that Aaron Rodgers trusts, caught a touchdown last week. Someone that could, you know, have a multi-touchdown game it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility if, if all of a sudden Rodgers goes berserk. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, first touchdown scores. I mentioned I had Bob Tanya on there as well. 13. Sorry, you, you, sorry, you go. I had Tanya there 13 to 1. Uh, we both had, well, you have Marcus Valdez Scantling. We both have Aaron Rodgers at 30 to 1 or 27 to 1. Excuse me. He might have been 31. It came down. Actually, it was definitely 30 to 1 earlier yeah. today. And yeah, then it, it, it moved. Yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers was 30 to 1, and AJ Dillon was 20 to 1. And I really like that one. It came down to 18 to 1. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, I still don't mind Dillon, though. They could absolutely use him in the uh, in the red zone. And I, I do. added Kyler at 9 to 1. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair price. They use him, they run him, and they'll, they'll boot him in the red zone all day long and are not worried about doing that at all. Uh, it has been since we, he scored a rushing touchdown in his first three games of the season and hasn't scored one since. Uh, Maybe they're a little. Maybe the, maybe the play calling has changed a little bit. But I don't know. Nine to one, it feels like a pretty good price for Kyler, given his ability down there in the red zone. Uh, Chase Edmonds attacked on it, um, thirteen to one, starting running back for the team favored by six and a half points. They don't use him very much in the red zone, but he's thirteen to one. So if he he breaks one, you could see it happen. Like I said, they use Connor all the time down there. And then I had a uh, Equinomia St. Brown at thirty to one too. That would and obviously Sully's Marcus Valdez Scantling at twelve to one obviously depend entirely on whether Valdez Scantling is activated for this game. I would probably take EQSB off if MBS was active. Yeah, exactly. Just pay attention to see what's going on there. I'm sure we will hear about it relatively quickly. Again, the Packers are traveling, so you'll just know who, like we knew with Adams, like, oh, no, MBS did make the trip. You'll get those reports and all that. So you'll know pretty pretty efficiently when whether or not he'll be ready to go in this game so yeah just keep an eye out on that but to me dylan's my favorite rogers again you know whether it's 30 to 1 uh you know 27 to 1 either way i really like that one and if you're talking about uh if you're talking about arizona again kyler at nine to one that is that is great odds there i, I know that james connor has kind of taken over that role i don't like his value uh, i forget what it was i think it was like plus 575 or, or something like that it wasn't anything particularly great and so to me, Kyler or Edmonds are the ones for Arizona to me that make the most sense. I dig it. All right. That and by the is... way, we hit last week on DK Metcalf, by the way. We got there on Monday. We yeah. hit on Monday with DK Metcalf. Yeah, fire, that and, fire that Saints and six. Uh, uh, click that. Uh, and let's see what we had on. Uh, 
So we had a Monday. I meant to review that before. My bad. It's um, okay. I mean, you know, I, I know we hit that one. I'm sure we hit none of the Chris, other ones. Can you click on the Saints and Seahawks? Sorry. Hey, you know what? We'll look at that. Oh, there you go. Good job. Um, I think Gina, Jamie, I, mean, uh, I don't know if the, I mean, Kamara, the I, Kamara hit over, oh, Kamara hit. <laughs> Kamara, I Kamara hit, I'm not sure. Kamara receiving yards got there, that's for sure. Um, I don't think Lockett got there. No. I think we got there with Jameis, right? Yeah, got there with Jameis. Got there with Jameis. Kamara rush attempts got there, I believe, as well. Under rush attempts. I mean, I'll double check that. Yeah, that was, he was flirting with that, but I think it was under. I think he's, honestly, I think he was at like 20. It might have been 20 or, or, or 22. Um, and Penny didn't get as much run as I thought he might. But yeah, I mean, I think we did pretty well on that. And then uh, scroll down. Can we see that first? Do we just to confirm we did? I don't think I had it. I think you had it, right? I had DK. Yeah. You had DK. And I, I refused to bet those numbers in live and a bunch of losers anyway. DK Metcalf, 9 to 1. Nice job, Sully. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Not up nine. Well, up like 12 units in that game. Suck it. Anyone who says we didn't hit on anything. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, sorry. Probably shouldn't yell suck it as we exit the, uh, exit the podcast. That is the gambling show for Thursday Night Football between the Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers. If you want to hear our take on DFS for this game, Go to youtube.com slash pick six. It's only on, it's a YouTube exclusive. We do the audio here and then we'll bring up the, the, the DraftKings show or the DraftKings page and we'll, uh, we'll break it down and give you a possible million dollar winner. All right, so I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.